y'all, it's V, and welcome to my podcast, Everything But Lies, where we talk about all and everything above the skies. On today's episode, we are going to talk about an important topic that I believe needs to be talked about. We're going to talk about the importance of wealth and how to build wealth, and we also are going to talk about the importance of saving and putting you know, the money that you earn aside and the importance of what savings can do in your life. So if you don't know, the definition of wealth is having a great deal of money, resources, or assets rich. All right. It is having a great deal of money, resources, assets, or being rich. Now, you may ask yourself, well, why do I need to have wealth? You know, what's the importance of wealth? Wealth is something that can carry you a long way. You may hear the term financially free. You know, I want to be financially free or this person is financially free. Financially free is not having to worry about money. Money is no longer an issue. It is no longer a problem for you. You know, to put it in perspective, it's if you want to go out and buy a $600 million yacht or a private jet, you can go right now today, this very instant and do that for yourself. That is being financially free where whatever it is you want to do in life, whatever it is you want to own in life, you no longer have to worry about money. You don't have to worry about how am I going to pay for this? How am I going to do this? Another topic of, you know, wealth, or I should say, subsidy of wealth is generational wealth and generational wealth is any kind of asset that families pass down to children grandchildren great-grandchildren and so on whether it is in the form of cash investment funds stocks and bonds properties or even you know your a family business or a company i want to open all of your guys's eyes up to something right so i'm going to give you a fact and i want you to think about it before i talk about it According to NerdWallet, the average retirement age in the United States is 61. So what I want you to think about is if you start working at the age of 18 and the retirement age in the U.S. is 61, and I'm about to hit you with this, the average age of death in the U.S. is 77. So I want you to think about that. You start working at 18, the average retirement age. So you may not retire until 61 and then you're going to die at 77. I want you to pause and think about that. And then we're going to dive into it and we're going to talk about it. So once you think about this, right? At the age of 18, you start working. The retirement age is 61, meaning you have worked for 43 years of your life. For 43 43 years of your life, you have worked, you know, whatever your career is. And, you know, you're at a point where you're going to retire. If the average age of death is 77, that means you have spent over 50% of your life and that age expect that average age of expectancy here in the US working. Right? So you dedicate your life from 18 to 61 and now I only have 16 years left before the average age is dying. 
you know, I'm about to die. So this is why I want to stress the importance of building wealth and doing the right steps to take care of yourself so you don't have to retire at the age of 61. So the first thing that I believe, you know, is very important in accumulating wealth, especially generational wealth, is you need to find a source of passive income. Passive income is revenue that takes minimum minimal effort to acquire. Or what I'm going to tell you is you making money in your sleep. The definition is revenue that takes minimal effort to acquire. To put that in perspective, it is making money while you sleep. So there are different ways you can build passive income. You know, right now we live in a world where e-commerce is a big business, you know, online stores, um, you know, if you want to go further than that, real estate, Airbnb is taking over. If you buy you a piece of property or rent out a piece of property to rent that back out to someone, that is all people that are doing Airbnbs are doing. If you invest in the stock market, cryptocurrency, you have a Turo business. Right now, social media, you can make money off of social media. You know, you see content creators on TikTok, Instagram, all over on social media. Those are all ways to build passive income. If you do not find a way to make your money work for you while you sleep, then you will be the person who will work until the age of 61, simply putting, you know, if your company has a 401k or whatever investment fund you have and working 43 years of your life, you have to figure out a way. How can I make money while I am sleeping? For example, Amazon, right? Jeff Bezos is the creator of the owner, the founder of Amazon. When Jeff Bezos goes to bed at night, let's say Jeff Bezos goes to bed from 9 at 9 p.m. to 4 o'clock in the morning. From 9 p.m. to 4 o'clock in that morning, I guarantee you when he wakes up and he tracks and just looks at how much money he's made since he has been sleeping, I guarantee you that man has made over two to 300000 probably way even more over that. I'm just lowballing it. I guarantee you in those eight hours of sleep that that man has gotten, he has made over two to $300,000 in his sleep. That is how you are going to build generational wealth. You have to be able to create and do something that when you are sleeping, when you are not physically working, it is still bringing in income. Another way to create a source of revenue. Remember, the idea here is we want to have multiple sources of income, multiple sources of income. And also all of our eggs are not in one basket, meaning that all my money isn't in just Airbnb. I have money in Airbnb stocks, investments that I've invested into other people in their businesses. You want to have multiple sources. So another way is investing, investing, having an investment account. If you think about it, I'm going to give you an example. If you have an investment account and you start off with $100 and the investment account has a 4% rate of return and you add $100 every two weeks to that account, in five years, you would have accumulated $14,501. In 10 years, you would have, you would have accumulated $32,088. In 25 years, you have accumulated $111,824. 
That is just starting off with an initial $100 investment and every two weeks you add $100. So out of each paycheck, especially if you set it to an automatic where it just automatically comes out of your account, you don't even see it come out of your account. In five years, you would have accumulated $14,000. Grant, that may be small right now. So that is we're going to go with if, if you're working, you know, you have expenses, you have bills. If you take someone who has a lot of money left over after all your expenses or someone, if you don't have any expenses, say, you know, you stay at home or, you know, you don't have any bills or anything and you're able to still invest $100 as your startup. So you deposit into your account $100 and every two weeks you're able to add 400 into that account. Same rate of return. In 10 years, you would have made $127,904. In 20 years, you would have made $318,507. So in a 20-year landmark, half of how long you're going, you're expected to work, you had would have made a little over a quarter of a million dollars. So that's just the small picture, right? Of course, you can find mutual funds or investments that will give you more than a 4% return. But to put in perspective, just off of a simple $100 investment and a minimum of adding $100 every two weeks, 10 year mark, you would have made 32,000. To some people, you may say, well, that's not nothing. For me, I look at it as that's 10 years where I didn't have to do any type of work. It was just simply adding $100 and I'm already at 32000 You may have a goal for yourself and say, well, in 10 years, I want to purchase a house. Or in 10 years, you know, I want to go on this type of trip and this is the money I'm using for that. That also goes to show you the power of investing too and how it can reach some of your short or long-term goals. All right? So remember... Also, what I said, you want to diversify your portfolio. Don't keep all your eggs in one basket. So that even goes with the stock market. You don't want to put all of your investments into one stock. If you go and you put, say, $1,000 into Apple and you're only investing in Apple, say Apple goes out of business tomorrow. All your money is going away and you would have lost all of that investment because you didn't split it up. Split a little bit in Apple, put a little bit in Amazon, put a little bit into REIT, which is a real estate stop um you know diversify your money so if anything happens right you won't lose it all and so that ties into now what we're going to talk about is saving it is important to have you a savings account with a pretty decent amount of money in there a savings account is really something that you have the money in there for an emergency that you can quickly get to and grab. You don't want a savings account where it's going to take you a week for you to get your money. A savings account is an account that you don't touch, but I can get access to that money and take that money out or get to it instantly, right then and there. All right. So a way to build your savings is um, I'm going to tell you something that what I learned in financial literacy, I took a finance a financial literacy class back in high school. And my teacher told me something that stuck with me. It's the 80-10-10 rule. 10% of your money goes into savings that you don't touch. The other 10% is given away either as if you donate to charities or if you're somebody who's religious and you tithe, 10% goes towards that. The other 80% is what you use to spend. 
So that is on all of your expenses, any type of bills, groceries, subscriptions. If you want to go out and take a vacation, that is in your 80%. And this 80-10-10 rule goes off of what your salary is. So if your net pay, what you're bringing home every week, we'll say is 2000 a month, then you're going to take 80% of 2000 and so if you do the numbers, you know, you make 2000 times 80%, 1600 of it needs to go to all your bills, expenses, whatever it is you want to do. Out of the rest of that 2000, you're going to take 10%, and so 200 is going to go into your savings account. The other 200 is what you will do for your donations or tithing whatever it is that you do. If you can stick to that plan or even minimize 80 even if you can drop it down to 70 percent 15 and 15 you are doing better than most americans because most people in this world do not save money you get your paycheck you're either living paycheck to paycheck or you getting your paycheck you paying your expenses and then whatever you have left you going out buying and doing whatever you want to do most americans do not save now remind you saving is not going to build your wealth Saving is not going to help you retire at that early age. To retire and build that wealth, you have to find multiple streams of passive income. So if you can create three to four streams of passive income that is equivalent to your full-time job, and let's say you work your full-time job and you have three to four time, you know, three to four passive income streams, that is how you are going to build your wealth and your generational wealth. An eye-opener, which I wish would have happened to me as a child, is this. We're going to talk about, you know, how to set your child up for the future. If your child is under 18, and this goes out to all my parents and um, guardians, you know, if you have children who are under the age of 18, I would open up a credit card and put them on as an authorized user. So what this is going to do is say you do this when your child is 12 and you put them on as an authorized user. You use your credit card responsibly. You don't go crazy, you know, maxing it out and not being able to pay it off. You use it responsibly. You pay it off before it's due. If your child is an authorized user on that, by the time your child is 18, I guarantee you your child will have a perfect credit score or if not damn near close to one. If you start this when your child is 12 or 13 and for four, five years, you're doing this all the way up until they're 18, you are already giving your future nine times out of 10, a better head start than what you had as a child. If I ever have children, this is something that I will do. It's mandatory. You know, I wish that my parents would have did it or had the knowledge of it to do it when I was growing up because it would have gave me a stronger a head start when building my credit you know i started from not getting my first credit card till i was 20 and grant i got my score up to a good score but i think about what all i could have done if i would have already had that perfect score at a at the age of 18 so that's you know a food you know for thought to think about if you have children All right. So I want to leave you or rather I want you to think about certain things. Right. If you're trying to say, well, I want to get to a certain point or, you know, have my savings up to a certain point. You may say, well, what's the point of it? 
put in perspective, say you go out and something happens to your car. Say your car breaks down, right? You don't have the money to go out and buy a new car. You can only afford to get it fixed. But say you're a person and you don't have nothing in your savings, that is going to set you back. Versus if you have that money in your savings, say you have five to 6,000 in your savings, right? And your car, it takes 2,000 to fix. You can quickly go in your savings account, drop that 2,000 and you back up and running. But if you don't have anything in your savings and you haven't done anything of that sort, then you gonna be, you know, in a tough situation because you don't have the money to do it. Say you have bills and all this stuff coming up, right? You got to pay your bills. You got to pay your expenses. If you have children, you have to feed your children, get what your children need. And then you don't have any money left. Say you're a person that living that is living paycheck to paycheck versus if you have money in the bank saved up, you can go grab that pay whatever it is you got going on and it did not stop the flow of your everyday movement or your everyday hustle that is the importance of why you want to have something in the bank and people think well i don't make enough to save i'm gonna tell you this it's not about how much you make but it is what you do with it i will tell you this again it is not about how much you make but it is what you do with it even if you putting aside $10 out of each paycheck, that $10 is going to add up. If you make, or rather, if you get paid every two weeks, so 26 weeks out of the year you're getting paid, if you saved $10 at the end of the year, it may not look like much. You may only have 260 saved, but it's better than some people. Some people ain't got nothing in their savings account. I could ask some people, show me your savings account, and it's going to say zero. All right, so it's about what you do with that that's gonna cause you to get to where you need to be all right if you're a person you know say you can save fifty dollars a week that fifty dollars a week a hundred dollars a month right at the end of the year saving a hundred dollars a month that's twelve hundred and so you have to think small you can't think of well i'm trying to get here quick and fast it's not a quick and easy fast process especially if you're not a person who's bringing in an excessive amount of money and especially you have a lot of money after all your expenses are paid. But what you need to get in the mind of doing is just like you have rent, car note, car insurance, your savings also needs to be a bill for you. That's what you have to get in the habit of thinking and come up with a number that's attainable. You may only be able to do $50 out of a check. You might be able to do 150, 300, 500, 800. I don't know your finances, but do something that is comfortable for you. And it is something that you can put in an account that you are not going to touch. A savings is account is an account that you will not touch. All right. So from listening to this episode, there is really something I want you to think about. I want you to think about these things. If you're a person like me, I, I tell people and I speak it into the world. Once again, like I had talked about in last week's episode, it's power in the tongue and what you say. I will not be working past the age of 30. I will be retired by the age of 30. I don't believe in the whole, I'm 18, I'm going to work 43 years, so I'm 61, and I'm only going to have 16 years to enjoy my life. No, mm -mm. I refuse. So you need to figure out this. This is what I'm going to leave you guys with. If you are someone who knows you want to be financially free and you do not want to be the standard 
of America and you're working until that retirement age, you need to figure out ways to build multiple streams of passive income, multiple streams of ways I can make money while I'm sleeping. And in order to get there, these are things where it would replace whatever your full time job is. You have multiple streams of income that have replaced it and you're living off of it. And you have to think about what is the goal for you? You may say generational wealth for me is having, you know, seven, eight figures. Somebody else could say six figures. You have to figure out what it is for you. All right. Figure out ways that you can build multiple streams of passive income. From doing that, remember, do not put all your eggs in one basket. Don't put all your money into real estate and then the real estate market goes down and you don't have anything else that was going to back it up. Spread your money around. Diversify your portfolio. There is nothing wrong with a diversified portfolio. That's what you need. Number three. Save your money. You never know when a rainy day could come and you would rather want to be prepared than not prepared. Save your money. It will help you in the long run. Remember, the saving is something that is an account that you don't touch, but it is money that you can get within seconds to minutes. Nothing that you need to have to wait three, four, five business days to get. So figure out ways you can build passive income diversify your portfolio don't put all your eggs in one basket and save your money save 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 i hope you guys enjoyed this episode i will see you guys again next monday i love y'all peace out so if you guys tuned in this far then you've heard in this episode where I said I'm probably lowballing how much Jeff Bezos makes in his sleep. So I'm about to give you some fun facts on him and how much this man actually makes. So based on the real time Forbes index, Jeff Bezos makes $308 per second, $18,480 per minute. $1,108,796 per hour, $26,611,111 per day, and $798,333,333. No. Who? Seven hundred ninety-eight million three hundred thirty-three thousand and three hundred thirty-three dollars per month. So, if you're not trying to build your wealth and get your bread up, you're focusing on the wrong thing. See y'all next week. <laughs>